Listen now to the word of the Lord from the book of Job, chapter 28, verses 12 through 28. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Mortals do not know the way to it, and it is not found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me, and the sea says, it is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold, and silver cannot be weighed out as its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, uh, in precious onyx, or sapphire. Gold and glass cannot equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewels of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or of crystal. The price of wisdom is above pearls. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot compare with it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. Where then does wisdom come from? And where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all the living and concealed from the birds of the air. Destruction and death say, we have heard of a rumor of it with our ears. God understands the way to it and he knows its place for he looks to the end of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he gave to the wind its weight, and apportioned out the waters by measure when he made a decree for the rain and a way for the thunderbolt. Then he saw it and declared it. He established it and searched it out. And he said to mankind, Truly, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A couple of weeks ago, I lost my credit card. I've been um, going, you know, going to the get to go to the grocery store, and so I've been going and I've been going to the grocery store and taking my, um, you know, wearing my mask and taking my Clorox wipes and you know doing be really diligent, you know, wiping my card off and um, walking around the store and being really careful and then you know, using the Clorox wipes to touch the door handles, all those things that are probably more careful than you need. To, well, I don't know if you can be too careful. And so I've been taking my credit card in and out of my wallet and then wiping it off after I stick it in the thing uh, to pay and putting it back in my wallet. And this time, I think it was when I went to get gas, I just didn't put it back in my wallet. I think I threw it somewhere in my car, like on the uh, dashboard maybe, or I don't know, maybe it fell on the floor or maybe I threw it somewhere and it landed outside the car. I'm not real sure what happened to it and I couldn't find it. And I looked everywhere, <laughs> I looked everywhere. I took the car apart. I even like unhooked the console. You know how you can do that? You can pick up the console and I looked underneath there to see um, the center console, see if maybe it had slid under there somehow and I couldn't find it anywhere. And it was so frustrating and so finally, we, you know, we got to that place where we we're going to have to cancel the credit card, which is really annoying. You know how that is because you've got it already saved in all those places for all of your bills. <laughs> and um, my husband said, well, maybe just go check the car one last time and see if it's there. And so I went out to the car and checked one last time. And there it was. 
And it wasn't even somewhere like that hidden. I think it was beside the chair. And there it was. I had looked there before, but apparently I had just not looked hard enough. And that story reminds me of, of poor Job. Our scripture reading this morning was from the book of Job, chapter 28. And Job, poor Job, has sort of become the poster child for when everything goes wrong. Now, Job is probably the oldest story in the Bible. It may not have been the first one written down, but we think that scholars think that it's the oldest oral tradition, the oldest oral story in the Bible. And it's basically a poem. It's a, an epic, you know, very similar to Greek mythology or Babylonian mythology, the way that we write these stories. And it, the book of Job is a big search and question for the idea of where is God in the midst of all of this tragedy? Now, theologians call this word theodicy, the idea of where is God in the midst of tragedy? And the story of Job opens with God and the advocate. We think it's the devil, but that popular tradition has told us it's the devil, but that's not really what the scripture says. It just calls him the advocate, the idea that there's somebody who's pushing God, asking God questions, helping God to think through things. And the advocate says, is there any human in the world who would not forsake God in the midst of trial? in the midst of the worst sorts of things happening. And God sort of offhandedly says, yeah, sure, there's that guy, Job. <laughs> He's, he is faithful. He would not forsake me. And the advocate says, are you sure? And God says, yeah, Job would never forsake me. And in fact, I'm going to let you um, put Job to the test. I'm going to let you... Um, you didn't let Job experience the things that happen in life, the negative things that happen in life. And I'm not going to intervene. I'm just going to be present with Job in the midst of those things. And you're going to see that Job is faithful. And Job loses everything. He loses his family, who were not good people, by the way. They were pretty terrible, his children. And he loses his home which also was not that great. And he gets sick. And he just goes through an endless parade of things that are terrible that happen, which if we're honest with ourselves are probably things that have happened to all of us in some form or fashion, right? We have all lost family members. We've all had to deal with things happening to our homes whether it's destruction or the loss of our homes, or maybe our homes not being quite what we would hope for and imagine. And we've all lost jobs or changed jobs. We've all been sick. And so all of us have experienced these things that Job experiences. And many of us do what Job did, which is search for the why. We want to know why. Why do we have to experience these things? Why 
Do we have to go through these things? Why do these things happen? All of us want to know the why. And Job, like all of us, begins to search for the answers to why. And he goes to all the wrong places. The first place he goes is to his friends, and his friends are not helpful to Job. They're basically like, get over it. You know, you deserve it. You're a person. Bad things happen to people. They're not very kind. And Job's wife is no help. He goes to his wife and he says, you know, why is all this stuff happening? And she says, I don't know. But stop complaining. And Job's friends blame Job. They say it's his fault that the bad things happen to him. And eventually Job just sort of waves them all off and goes off on his own and says, obviously I can't listen to any of you people. I'm gonna go talk to God. And he does. He finally searches for God. And that is where we hear today's scripture, where God reminds Job that people, people will never understand the whys of some things. You see, there are two kinds of wisdom. There are two kinds of wisdom, and wisdom is not the same as knowledge. That's important too. You can be smart as all giddy up and not be wise. And God says to Job that there are two kinds of wisdom. There is a kind known only to God, and there is the kind that is revealed by God to people. You see, Job goes to God and he says, just before our passage, look at all this stuff we can do. Look at all these things that people have figured out how to do. We are so clever and so smart and we can mine minerals and we can search the depths of the oceans and we can go and, and see the stars and count the stars and see all these ways that human beings are just awesome and smart. And God says that wisdom is reserved for God and not for people. You see, there is just some things that we humans will never understand. And wisdom in its true form is more than a humanly owned or constructed trait or skill. Wisdom in its true form is a divine gift, a divine enabling. It's an ability to cope with the world and to succeed and to live a life of integrity and compassion. And all of that, all of that is a gift from God. All wisdom is a gift given by God. And so we humans, as we search for answers, need to be careful. We humans need to be careful what wisdom we seek and where we seek it. Because all humans, all people are sinful. All humans and all people have fallen short of the glory of God. And whatever wisdom we do have, whatever wisdom we gain, and we gather is a gift from God. So let me give you some examples. 
Did you know, for example, that a person's belief, a person's willingness to accept the severity of the pandemic falls strictly upon partisan lines? Did you know that a person's likelihood to wear a mask is strictly partisan? That you can almost predict whether they fall on one side of the political aisle or another? Did you know, for example, that we all consume news through places that are built to confirm what we already believe? Let me tell you, let me show you an example. Facebook's an easy example, but it happens all over the place. When we log into Facebook or onto our computers, we've already been given an algorithm. We're already part of a computer program, right? And that computer program feeds us news and articles and information that confirms what we already believe about things. And it's not just our computers, we do it in life too, right? We search and surround ourselves with people who agree with us, who look like us, who talk and act like us because it makes us feel comfortable and it confirms what we already believe. And that's fine, these people may have, maybe good people, they may be your support system and that's fine, but we need to be aware that the information we are receiving may not be wisdom. We need to be careful and aware that the places that we are seeking answers and the people from whom we seek answers are wise, are being given a gift of grace from God. It's more about, it's more than knowledge of facts. It's more than saying the right words in the right order. It's more than what makes us feel good. Wisdom is in the end a gift from God. And so are you listening to the right kinds of people? Are you seeking out wisdom in the right kinds of places? And when you ask questions, are you asking questions from the right source? Because we can get answers to our questions, no problem. Answers are abundant. But if it's human-derived, if it's human-sought and built knowledge, then it will fall short. Because in the end, only God is God. Only God has seen the world from beginning to end, from top to bottom. And only God has the wisdom that speaks truth all the time. Wisdom is not a human-derived trait. It is a divine enabling, and it belongs to God. <laughs>